Hello, and welcome to today's edition of Business Basics. My name is Lee Iben. I'm the head coach here at Action Coach Campus, a business coaching company here in Iowa City. And today, um, we try to spend at least once a day with a local business owner. And today, my, my special guest is Sean with Buck Creek Distributed. I have to say that slow, Sean, because I don't want to mess up my words. Hi, it's welcome. To- mouthful, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> it is a mouthful. So, Sean, tell us about this, this business that you're running and what it's all about. Yeah, so Buck Creek uh, Distributing is a distributor of inputs uh, primarily into the regional craft brewing industry. So we do a yep. little bit of work in distilling, a little bit of work in winemaking as well. But uh, um, started its its sort of seminal um, uh, background was it started as a hops growing and processing business. So Mark Pattison, who's my partner and the founder of the business and the kind of entrepreneurial spirit behind this thing six or seven years ago, decided it would be a good idea to attempt to grow hops and process hops in eastern Iowa and did a pretty good job of building what what became the biggest hop grower and processor in the state. Um, That's amazing. uh, And then realized uh, at some point, you know, three or four years in that uh, it's a little like the wine industry where I'd spend a little bit of time. The old adage was, you know, the way to make a little money in the wine business is to start with a lot of money. And I think (laughs) that adage applies in, in hops as well, which is it's a you know, it's a great hobby and you can probably make a little bit of money doing it if you work really hard, but it's tough to make it commercially viable as sort of a one trick pony. And uh, Mark and I kind of connected. I had come out of a um, run in the food and beverage space, uh, most recently managing a local business called JM Swank that I had uh, oh, yeah. uh, run under ConAgra ownership for a number of years and then uh, managed the sale of the business to a private equity owner and run it under private equity ownership for a couple of years. And I had, uh, I uh, had the luxury of being able to, you know, move out of that business and was really interested in doing something in the local marketplace. And uh, Mark and I connected and thought, you know, with his background and kind of entrepreneurial instinct and his uh, uh, the work that he'd done in the hop space and my background in, you know, food ingredients and beverage and distribution, we might be able to combine forces and see if we could build a uh, distribution platform to really help the regional uh, craft brewers out. And we we felt that was a space that was being a little bit underserved by the two national players. And uh, mm-hmm. I think we've you know got a lot of reasons for optimism based on the work we've done over the course of the last 18 months or so. You know, we talk quite a bit about niche marketing and, and niche selling. And you guys have really identified a, a real niche. I mean, the, the craft brewery business has really exploded in the past, what, five to seven years, I think. Uh, yep. And um, and then you guys are coming in and offering these other ingredients that that that, that uh, people can purchase from you. Do you guys work primarily with um, customers in the state, or how far out do you reach? You know, we we call our current geography Iowa and surrounding states, but uh, okay. so and, and absolutely our intent is to we we do certainly do a little bit of business in Nebraska, a little bit in Minnesota, a little bit in Wisconsin. Uh, a little bit in Missouri. We have uh, historically shipped hops all over the country, so we've got some touch points in broader geographies. But our focus really is—you uh, could call it Iowa and the sure. states that border Iowa at this stage. So pro- probably ninety percent of our business today is within the state. That's fantastic. And, you know, back, I know when you mentioned you were with J.M. Swank, when they got that whole thing started, they did they build that by a railroad so they could they could distribute products quicker, right? Yeah, I think, then, you know, Larry Pace, who started, who, who, you know, kind of grew up in that business and took it over in the early 70s and built it to a uh, national scale. Speaking of entrepreneurial uh, instincts, if you ever have an opportunity to 
Uh, oh, yeah. I talked to Larry. He's an interesting guy. But yeah, he, uh, he, really, he started that business as a bakery-focused distributor. So not not wholly different than the space we're operating in right now. Yeah, I, I've had coffee with, with Larry a couple of times. He's a fascinating person. Um, but for you guys, Sean, distribution isn't so much of a headache as it used to be back then, is it? You know, it's it's there are always different kinds of headaches. I think in the space, the transportation markets are always challenging, and the you know, in the um, probably I, more years than I care to that I'm speak to, but in the you know thirty years or so that I've been involved in the distribution space in one facet or another, uh, it's a completely different industry than it was three decades ago. Uh, I mean, the yeah. last mile stuff is so critically important today. Um, uh, speed is you know breathtakingly fast compared to. Um, you know, the world that I grew up in and, uh, and, and it's no different in the brewery space. I mean, the, you know, brewers have become accustomed to expect that they can place an order and have a truck show up at their door with a pallet of malt and hops and, you know, right. packaging materials in, you know, 24 to 48 hours in some cases. And that's a speed that I don't think we would have ever considered even 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, that, that that's the trade-off, right? Uh, distribution methods are probably a little easier than train now, but now, so is our, our patients have gotten much lower. Right. Yeah. We want it now. We got this great idea. Let's, let's have everything by tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's also a lot more customization today. There are a lot more SKUs. Uh, um, people are used to, um, you know, being able to walk into the grocery store and can have a breadth of product offering again, that you know, none of us three decades ago in Iowa would have ever considered, um, and the brewing space is no different. They're all, you know, they're, the trends move fast. People are really interested in, you know, what's hot, what's the, you know, what's the beer style that uh, really is going to take off in the next year or so. And being able to supply the inputs to support that is a, you know, certainly a critically important of our, a part of our business. We, you know, we really view this as uh, as much a uh, collaboration play as a distribution play. So, mm-hmm. you know, part of what we're trying to do is get out there and help brewers understand what's going on in the industry and, and uh, you know, really take an entrepreneurial approach to, to how can we help you focus on what you do best, which is make really good beer. Yeah. And, and so, Sean, tell me how you guys went from this concept, uh, this great idea, really, and, and, and to where you're at today. It's all about marketing um, and finding those, those, those customers, your, your target market, so to speak. How did you guys go about doing that? How did you develop, develop that plan to make that happen? Yeah, we, we learned through the school of hard knocks, I think, is, as is often the case. So, you know, we spent the first six months uh, uh, really trying to dial in and figure out value propositionally, um, you know, do, does our hypothesis hold up? And, and you know, what, what we hypothesized is there are two national distributors who really own the domestic marketplace. And uh, neither of them have much local sales presence in mm-hmm. the less dense markets of which Iowa is a perfect example. And uh, at the same time, as you alluded to earlier, the industry is growing fast. It's a, you know, sort of interesting side note, but I, I think we're, uh, we broached the hundred brewery market um, a year or so ago. And I think today there are, you know, the, the, the COVID attrition aside or, you know, 115 right. or 120 uh, breweries in the state of Iowa, which, Interestingly, is about the same number as there were prior to prohibition. If you can, you know, <laughs> want to run back that far um, uh, for a little historical perspective. But you know, our, our thought process was: you, you got a lot of these guys that are out there, really passionate about what they do. In a lot of cases, really revitalizing downtowns and really creating communities around their brewery. And mm-hmm. how can we really step in and help support that movement? Um, and uh, you know, it's a passion-based business, and uh, 
Um, and so the school of hard knocks part is what we really had to do is get out there and interact with people and darken doors and talk to people about, you know, what are their needs to try to dial in on how can we help best. And uh, you bet. Uh, what, what we've learned is that, you know, these, these truly are um, generally a population of businesses that value relationships. They value mm-hmm. local presence. They value people that can help collaborate and help them identify solutions for problems. Um, notably, uh, cans are an enormous problem for everybody in the beverage industry right now. And uh, right. You know, one, of the, one of the areas we've been able to help recently is we've you know, I- identified just through sheer kind of grit and determination, some supplies of uh, aluminum cans that weren't readily available in the Iowa market and bring that to bear uh, uh, to breweries to really assist them throughout you know, a sea shift and customer dynamics in the COVID environment is, you know, as, as breweries have had to move quickly from pivot from, you know, uh, really where all the growth was a year ago in on-premise sales to distribution sales, many of them didn't have access to good can supplies. So we've been able to get out there and support the industry quite a bit in that, uh, in that effort. Um, that's certainly so you, you know, one example of our broader portfolio. Sure. So you can help with the internal ingredients in manufacturing the, the beer products, but then you can also help with the exterior um, packaging as well. Is that correct? I think, you know, anything that you're using in directly in the manufacturing process, we view that as, yeah, as part of our bailiwick. So whether it's cans, whether it's other forms of packaging material, whether it's malt, whether it's, uh, as I mentioned earlier, hops, whether it's, you know, we have a great relationship with, uh, you know, one of the, one of the big, uh, um, international yeast suppliers right now, so we can bring some of those biologicals to play. Um, mm-hmm. Our our intent is probably not to have the breadth of portfolio that some of the national guys have, but to have inputs that really are commonly used, that are readily available, that uh, you know can be at your doorstep at a moment's notice from a local distribution point, um, uh, yeah. along with the knowledge that goes with it. So you know we've got a couple of our folks folks on the team. We have probably in, in my mind a guy named Christian Peterson on our team who's the uh, uh, as good a hops guy as from a technical standpoint as exists in the Midwest. He came out of the Excellent. agronomy program at Iowa State with a focus on on hops and is a guy that sort of grew up in the industry. So th- those kinds of kind of unique attributes and unique um, uh, uh, the unique knowledge that exists within the business is a big, big part of our value proposition. So tell me a little bit, Sean, about the science of scalability within your business. I mean, you went from two people uh, roughly starting out, and and you're more than two now, I assume. Got a half dozen full time staff, and actually okay. actively out there um, uh, looking at some folks to supplement our sales efforts right now. Um, okay, we certainly have uh, you know some grand plans in terms of uh, adding to that, but uh, like most businesses have really tried to ratchet back a little bit in the COVID environment where, you know, our, our view and your crystal ball is probably just as good as mine as, you know, we expect to come roaring out of the back end of this thing. And we better. Are, and uh, uh, we think there's going to be a real, real appetite for people to get out and kind of re-engage and sit in the sunshine at their local brewery. So we're trying to position ourselves well to um, make sure we can ride out the storm here for a little bit and uh, put this thing on afterburners when we move out in the spring. Exactly. We're all looking forward to that. All right, Sean, I know you got to go pretty soon. So just a real quick, you, you've learned a lot. I mean, 30 years uh, in, in the distribution business, and now now you're here um, in the hops business and, and, you know, with Buck Creek. Give us give us a little bit of wisdom for a, for a business owner out there. Give a, what, what's, your, what's your nugget for the day, Sean? 
Yeah, well, I think it's it's what I alluded to earlier. Um, in I, and I, a lot of this, I've you know, it's it's knowledge that I've certainly gained over the last thirty years, but it's really come into sharper focus in a different kind of business environment as I've pivoted in the last eighteen months or so. Which is, uh-huh. you know, there's no substitute in trying times of trouble for having really sound relationships and having people that really can trust that you're going to do the things you can say you do day in day out. Uh, and be there to feel the problems when they come up. So, you know, right. I would say I've always been a big believer that relationships are important to business, uh, mm-hmm. as we all, you know, increasingly live in a spreadsheet and and uh, uh, remote environment. Um, but the ability to to uh, really deal with people as as kind of real individuals uh, is is critically important to our business, and I think critically important to many of those businesses. And I think I think our ability to Take advantage of that now is going to yield dividends as we come out of the COVID crisis. I, I completely agree. Thank you, Sean. I, th- I think that's uh, more inherent for Iowans. We we value those businesses and handshakes. Um, yeah. And I, and I know that from others who have gone out to the East Coast, West Coast, they look for those Midwestern values. That's what they call it. But uh, for you and I, it's just a way of it's a way of breathing air. That's, that's how we right. are. Yeah, I love right. it. Well, thank you for sharing. Sean, don't go away. I'll wrap this up real quick so you can get going too. Hey, thanks again for joining us today with this episode of Business Basics. Uh, My guest, of course, was Sean Meany with Buck Creek Distributing. And look them up online. If you're uh, in that space, by all means, give them a call because they can help you out. Thanks again, Sean. Thank you. Take care.